0: a story, fill up the pages, sing a little song, keep me around, keep me with you, right by your nightstand, keep me around, as long as you can.
1: Bazinga, young Sheldons. <laughs> As we call our listening audience. Welcome to ADD Storytelling, the podcast in which we explore the myths and legends of our time, the past, the future, and the present in no particular order and sometimes with less than perfect focus. My name's Tucker and I have a headache. How are you today, Maddie?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I'm My- also the host person.
1: Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. our beautiful diaphanous neurodivergent hostess, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant to say.
0: I'm sleepy because it's raining and. I don't want to go to work after my break.
1: My eyes feel like they're falling out of my head.
0: Oh, that Elden Ring will get you.
1: Yeah, it's been too much.
0: I've been doing hardcore Stardew Valley, so.
1: Yeah, we're processing the current world events well. Yeah, I mean processing. playing video games.
0: We do also watch videos and read articles about them, but yeah. Feel sadness. That sort but, of thing.
1: About the video games or the war? The war. Oh, yeah. You know? That's true. It is. It is all consuming. Mm. But no, it's not dark and dreary today's topic cuz we're talking about lions.
0: No, I told you. I know,
1: but I wanted you to give the switch We're here.
0: Well, okay. So, I thought reading the intro to this book, it would be which is African Myths and Tales Epic Tales and then it's compiled kids. by Kwadwo Osei Nayame Jr. And right. it's um 1,150 pages, so obviously this isn't all the tales in there.
1: <laughs> but knowing you and your veracity for reading, I'd say you probably crushed the majority of that book.
0: No, I did read through quite a few of them, and I read some of them that I decided are not relevant enough for this one episode, and I decided to focus on, I thought, based on the intro, that it's going to be about lions, like half-human lions and stuff, but it ended up it ends up being, like, mostly snakes. So we could just say half-human, half-animal, oh, snake. But I wanted to add in a hyena story as well.
1: Oh, you're all over the place.
0: So we're going to do snake a- hyena. of Africa. And possibly one lion, if we have the time.
1: You've whittled it down to just one lion?
0: There were only a few lion ones. There was a lion one that I want to tell you about, even though the story itself is too long.
1: Maddie, are you saying that all week, You've been lying? <laughs>
0: That's so dumb. Yeah, that
1: one sucked. I even, that hurts me. <laughs> no one wins in this.
0: So do you remember in our Italian folktales one?
1: Boy, do I. The person in the pit? Are we talking about the lady in the pit?
0: No, we're talking about... We should talk about, about the lady in the pit, though. The one... The lady who wore the old woman's skin. Mm-hmm. So it was like that in this one lion tale, except... It was a lion who ate a woman and then put her skin on and pretended to be a woman and went to live her life for a couple of days. And then her mom's like, what the heck? She came back and she has this lion's nature. What's going on? That rips has ass. Like that's a, so good. A weird, her um, tongue was like scratching the child yeah. and stuff. And then, you know, kill it. And then she can't milk the cows because the cows are like, that's a fucking lion. I
1: also imagine the skin <laughs> wasn't like well applied onto the, the lion body. considering. Felines don't have the most nimble of fingers.
0: Yeah, so I don't imagine know. That was a bit
1: of a horror show for the mom. It could
0: have been some sort of magic. But I like situation. that mom
1: noticed the tongue before the bulging lion body well, sitting just underneath the skin of her apparently dead she daughter. fit
0: underneath the skin. Yeah, and then obviously the mom figured it out. Saw some when lion's hair, elected. and she was like, "Oh, that's a freaking lion! No wonder she's been acting like a lion." And then that was like basically the end.
1: <laughs> Damn! Why did I mean? That was really good, though. I would have liked to have heard that in its totality.
0: Yeah, but it was so long. It was like several pages. And a lot of it was like, wow, it's weird she's acting like a lion. That's weird. Why is she she acting like a lion? And then it's a lion. And then that happens like ten times over.
1: It's one of those fables. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They really pounded it. It's a baby fable for babies. I
0: don't know if it's a baby fable. It's just one of those ones that repeats a lot. It's like a frog and toad tale, you know?
1: Yeah. It's rated E for everyone.
0: Yeah. Except for the lion skin yeah. and eating the lady. And, that and stuff. licking your mom. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So I didn't use that one, but. There but what is a did little... you
1: use? Give me the snacks. Bring on the snacks.
0: <laughs> we will bring on the snacks, but let me talk about sorcerers and witches in African tales right now from the Please. intro of this book. So sorcerers and witches are naturally evil and ah, okay, Well, <laughs> black magic out of a hatred for people.
1: Isn't there, hold up, I thought there was a whole, like, not caste, but, like, section of, like, society in m- many African cultures that involved a witch doctor.
0: Ah, okay, so the term doctor, as in witch doctor, basically denotes a person skilled in any part, any art or knowledge. So the doctor may be a diviner, herbalist, sage, storyteller, conjurer, or dancer. Some to dancer claim, falls into that, eh? Some tribes claim that the doctor is someone who develops special powers after a serious illness, during which time he commutes with the spirits, having come close to death. Thereafter, he is able to see spirits that are invisible to ordinary mortals.
1: Does this mean that Shakira is a doctor? (laughs) Have you seen her dance?
0: Uh, Anyway, these doctors go in trances, they do omens, they possess, bring bring rain,
1: Mm -hmm. All your Your illnesses. Your classic doctor luck. stuff. Yeah. Provide vaccines.
0: Yeah, and they have magic wands and stuff. That's oh. witch doctors. Okay, but what we're going to be talking about mostly...
1: Our area of concern is wizards and sorcerers.
0: Sorcerers and witches that are evil, naturally, is, are the ones that are really going to come up. There's, like, a good doctor that helps at some point, but this is, like, mostly this thing, so...
1: Question, do the wizards and sorcerers, do they dance? Possibly. But, hey, is that not a then a gray area?
0: How about I read it first, and then if you have a question, you can can say. Instead of trying to be a well actually. Well,
1: actually. Yeah. I'd rather just interject when I feel
0: like it. Okay. So, sorcerers and witches, naturally evil. Their tools are the spirits they control, and they can enslave people by causing their death before reviving them as the living dead, as in zombies. From the Congo word zombie, meaning enslaved spirit. They also make fetishes possessed by servant spirits, which fly through the air and attack victims. Often a victim dies of fright merely by seeing such a monster approaching. Witches can change into animals at night or have animals as their familiars, especially baboons, hyenas, leopards, or owls, and they can be seen flying through the air at night with fire coming out of their backsides.
1: Well, okay, is that a polite way of saying it? Or are they literally are they sharding fire across the night sky?
0: I mean, it sounds like that.
1: It really does. Like
0: a comet. Perhaps. Oh, uh, yeah. Their aim is to devour human bodies. Okay, dead well, or alive. You know,
1: it's nice to have a clear intent in life.
0: So this is where it comes up. They can also change others into animals to be at their service.
1: Okay. So yeah. mostly like they brew poison
0: and kill people and stuff. Uh-huh.
1: A beast master.
0: Yeah, they do stuff with dead bodies. They do ritual dances around dead things. They add poison. So there is dancing. There, there yeah. is dancing dances a and music are an integral part of yeah. most cultures, so it makes sense
1: indeed, so I guess just like the cream the cream to the creme of dancers are doctors yeah, there's Trail doctors dancers. that help
0: people, and then there's sorcerers and witches that enslave people and their spirits and dead bodies mm-hmm. and turn people into animals, mm-hmm. so they're gonna come up kind of a good amount so here you have a choice of th- of thingies. I'll give you the titles and you can choose. Okay, so we got The Maid and Her Snake Lover.
1: That seems like leading the leading
0: title. Gihihihili. That's fun to say once you sound it out. The Snake Man. Morongo the Snake. The Hyena Bridegroom, which we are going to do at some point. And there's also... The Girl Who Married a Lion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that one in. I have one to do The Snake Wife or The Snake Husband.
0: The Maid and Her Snake Lover.
1: Snake Lover. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So this is from Lesotho, Southern Africa. These Here's are all sub-Saharan, by the way.
1: Okay. Good to know. What time period are we talking about? Is this contemporary?
0: Oh, um, no way to know at all, because these are just transcribed. Folk tales. Yeah, but all of the folk tales basically from Africa are for, through the oral tradition, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this is just when they wrote them down, and they didn't say when that was.
1: Okay, but they so are saying where it's from. Generations, yeah, and they're old as shit. Okay,
0: they're old, and they're probably continuously changing because yeah, they're going from person to person. Yeah,
1: that's that's the name of the game when you're talking oral. baby
0: here is yeah. where we know it's old because when our fathers' fathers were children, there lived in the valley of the rivers two chiefs, one who governed their people wisely and with great kindness. The name of the one was Mopeli, and the other Kosi. Now Mopeli had a son whom he loved as his own heart a youth, tall and brave, and fearless as the young lion. To him was given the name of Sioux. When Sioux was able to stand alone and to play on the mat in front of his father's dwelling, a daughter was born unto the chief Kosi, to whom was given the name of Tebogo. The years passed, and Sui and Tebogo grew and thrived. Often the youth drove his father's cattle down towards the lands where Tebogo and her father's maidens worked, and many happy days were spent, while the love each other bore... The other grew and strengthened, even as they themselves grew older. When the time came for Sui to take a wife, he went to his father and asked that Tibogo might be given to him, for none other could he wed. Gladly, the parents consented, and preparations were made for the wedding. Now, Tibogo had another lover, upon whom she looked with scorn, but who had vowed that never, never should she be the bride of Sui. So he consulted a witch doctor, who promised to aid him.
1: And this is her second partner? Yeah. The, the vile, wretched one.
0: Well, we don't know his name.
1: I know. I said right vile, wretched.
0: Imagine then his joy when, ere the wedding feast had begun, he heard that Sui had disappeared. Now, thought he, Tibogo shall be mine. But the maiden turned from him in anger, nor would her parents listen to his suit. Duh.
1: <laughs> Gotta win the hearts and minds of those parents. i telling you.
0: Meanwhile, desolation hung over the home of the chief Mopeli. My son, my son, cried the unhappy father, but no voice replied, no son came back to rejoice his father's heart. When the mood had once more grown great in the heavens, an old man came to the village of Mopeli and called the chief to him. Long they talked, and greatly the people wondered. At length they arose, and saluting each other, parted at the door of the chief's dwelling. Mopeli then departed for the village of the chief Kosi, where he remained all night. The next day he returned to his own village and bade his people to prepare a great feast. In the village of Chief Kosi, also, much wonder filled the people's minds, for they likewise were commanded to make ready a marriage feast. For the chief's daughter, the Levi Tobogo, was about to be married, but none knew to whom. Calling his daughter to him, Kosi said, My child, your lover Sui has been taken from you, so it is my wish that you should marry one who has found favor in my eyes. Tell me, my father, replied Topogo, who is the man you have chosen for me?
1: Elon Musk. <laughs> Let this is me at least know his story.
0: name. Nay, my child, that I cannot do, answered Kosi. And with this the maiden was obliged to be content. Behold then her horror, when she was brought forth to meet her bridegroom. A snake. To find not a man, <laughs> yeah. but a snake.
1: <laughs> Say it correctly.
0: A snake.
1: There we are.
0: <laughs> All the people cried shame upon the parents who could be so cruel as to wed their daughter to a reptile.
1: Yeah. Give her a scary wiggle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> dangerous. <marry Eagle>. <laughs> with cries and tears, Tabogo implored her parents to spare her. In vain were her entreaties. She was then told to take her reptile husband home to the new hut which had been built for them. Near come the large come pool, marry the
1: snake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where the cows Into the hut
1: with you and the snake, yes. Tremblingly
0: it... <laughs> she obeyed, followed by her maidens, the snake crawling by her side.
1: I mean, not that weird. Kinda there's, nice. there's like twenty, at least twenty music videos snake. from the early 2000s that come to mind where I'm pretty sure this exact relationship played out.
0: It's when a very she, common motif. Yeah, when she entered the hut, she tried to shut out the snake, but it darted <laughs> half its body through the door and so terrified her that she ran to the other end of the hut.
1: Nobody put snaky in the corner.
0: The snake followed and began lashing her with its tail till she ran out of the hut down to the clump of willows which grew by the side of the pool. Here oh. she found an old doctor sitting. And to him she told her trouble.
1: Hey, is this hey This doctor. is a nice
0: doctor. My daughter, he said, return to your hut. Do not let the snake see you, but close the door very softly from the outside and set fire to the hut.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like there's other ways of dealing with the snake. <gasps> oh, shit.
0: When all is burnt down, you will find the ashes of the snake lying in a little heap in the center of the hut. Bring them here and cast them into the water. Tobogo did as the old doctor directed her, and while the hut was burning, many people ran from both villages to see what had happened, but Tobogo called them to keep away, as she was burning the snake. When all was destroyed, she went up, took the ashes of the snake, which she found in the middle of the ruins, and putting them into a pitcher, ran with them down to the pool and threw them in. No sooner had she done so, than from the water arose, not a snake, but her lover, Sui. Oh. With a joyful cry, she flung in into his and a great shout went up from all the people gathered there. Uh, They're like, what the fuck? Uh. (laughs) As lightning darts across the heaven, so the news of Sui's return spread from hut to hut, and great was the people's wonderment. The story of how he had been turned into a snake and banished to the pool until he could find a maiden whose parents would bestow her upon him in marriage, and of how the good old Dr. Into had revealed the secret to Mopeli was soon told. For many days there was feasting and merrymaking in the homes of Mopeli the chief and Kosi, while in the hearts of Sui and his bride Tabogo there dwelt a great content. But the wicked lover fled to the mountains, where he cherished a bitter hatred in his heart against Tobogo and her husband, oh. and longed for the time when he could be revenged.
1: Yeah, setting up the next movie.
0: Yeah, that's like a cliffhanger, and then that's it. That's the rest. That's the end of the story.
1: And there has to have been another story.
0: <laughs> no!
1: No I mean, I mean me. I'm not saying in this book, but I'm saying in the world, in human existence. Oh yeah, I'm
0: sure they made another Endless story. Though. Yeah. The wicked lover comes back from the mountains, and they must fight him, and they turn him into a snake, and then, whoa, lo and behold, he can find no one. So The doctor won't help him. That's it.
1: So this story reminded me of when we were camping that one time, and we were playing that just fantastic card game, outdated card game of a uh, survival trivia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I distinctly remember the card that was dealing with how to find uh, food in the desert, and I actually don't remember which was the correct choice, but the two options were A, set the desert on fire. This will cause the animals hiding in the brush to flee out into the open where they can be more easily caught, or B, dig for snake tunnels. Snakes will often tunnel underneath the surface of the, of the desert, and they're... Burrows can easily be found if one just digs straight down. I don't remember which was correct, because neither of them sound correct. They're both, I think the snake tunnels was the right one, but just the logistics of digging for a snake, and not knowing if it's there, and then if you find it, that's a good thing. That sounds horrifying. And then then what kind of snake? Set the desert on fire (laughs) was the best wording. (laughs) Because that precludes that you have with you the means by which to light a fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that story reminded me of that fun bit of trivia.
0: <laughs> okay, I think the next one we should do is the hyena bridegroom.
1: Okay. This doesn't metal. have anything to do with hyena birth, though, does it? I don't think so. Thank God, that's the most fucking metal thing I've ever heard of. It's so upsetting.
0: Yeah, they're all, like, weird-shaped, so I can assume that that's going to be unfortunate.
1: Uh, anyway, the hyena uh, bridegroom. Listener, look it up if you want to have a bad day. <laughs>
0: From uh, Malawi? Malawi? That sounds better. From Malawi, Malawi South... sounds better. Well, I don't know. Southeast <laughs> Africa. I mean, I wish... There was once a girl in a certain village who refused all suitors, though several very decent young men had presented themselves.
1: Her Deast. parents,
0: remonstrated in vain, she only said, I don't like the young men of our neighborhood. If one came from a distance, I might look at them. So they left off asking for her.
1: Sounds like your origin story also.
0: (laughs) And she She remained... She changed
1: Malawi to Modesto.
0: (laughs) She remained unmarried for an unusually long time. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't about to get married in Modesto.
1: (laughs) And that was the first thing I said when you asked me to marry you. I was like, you've waited an unusually long time to get married. Are you sure about this?
0: (laughs) You're older than me. One day, a handsome stranger arrived at the village and presented himself to the girl's parents.
1: Hi, I'm Steve. I'm from Sacramento. <laughs> outside of town.
0: He had all the appearance of a rich man. He was wearing good cloth, had ivory bracelets on his arms, and carried a gun and a powder horn, curiously ornamented with brass wire. I'm wondering if there's like a cultural meaning to that, but I don't know. Why is Which part? Brass, it says powder horn, curiously ornamented with brass wire.
1: I mean, brass is rare. It's a. It's also a magical metal. A lot of. It
0: just sounds like we're missing a reference.
1: I'm sure. I'm certain of it, but I think (laughs) it sounds to me like a talisman. Yeah. Because oftentimes people would engrave their weaponry and their guns specifically with like glyphs and sigils and magic symbols. So that to me reads as like a brass wire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a talisman of some sort.
0: Hmm. The maiden exclaimed. On seeing him, this is the one I like. Her father and mother were more doubtful, as was natural, since no one knew anything about him. But in spite of all they could say, she insisted on accepting him. He was, in fact, a hyena, who had assumed human shape it, for the time I knew being. knew
1: it. That's what their dad said. <laughs> hyena.
0: The usual marriage ceremonies took place, and the husband, in accordance with Yao and Yanja custom, settled down at the village with- of his parents-in-law and made himself useful in the gardens for the space of several months. At the end of that time, he said that he had a great wish to visit his own people. His wife, whom he had purposely refrained from ask, begged him to let her accompany him. When all was ready for her journey, her little brother, who was suffering from sore eyes, said he wanted to go too.
1: I feel it. Did he just get on ring?
0: <laughs> Maybe. But his sister, ashamed to be seen in the company with such an object, refused him sharply. What was I, I maybe the sore eyes. I don't know what that means.
1: Maybe yeah, it's actually, like I don't pink know pink eye still- or something. <laughs> I don't she think waited. Pink eye actually hurts your eyes, though. I've had pink eye. I don't remember. Like, your eyes do become pink, but I don't feel like they're all that irritated.
0: They are. They get all crusty and itchy and gross. Yeah, that makes sense. So, the little brother waited until they had started, and then followed, keeping out of sight till he was too far from home to be sent back. They went on for many days, and at last arrived at the hyena's village, where the bride was duly welcomed by her husband's relations. They're probably all in human form at this point. I was
1: was really hoping that they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of jubilant hyenas.
0: (laughs) She was assigned a hut to sleep in, but to keep her brother out of the way, she sent him into the hen house. In the middle of the night when she was asleep, the people of the village took their proper shape and, called together by the hy- hyena husband, marched round the hut, chanting, Let us eat the game, but it is not far yet. It's an, it's huh. The little boy in the hen house was awake and heard them. His worst fears were confirmed. In the morning, he told his sister what he had heard.
1: Those are his worst fears?
0: That her husband was a hyena? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. I
1: don't know, is it?
0: But she wouldn't believe him. So he told her to tie a string to her toe and put the end outside where he could get it. Then he drew it into the hen house, and that night, when the hyenas began their march, he pulled the string and awakened his sister. She was now thoroughly frightened, and when he asked her the next morning, Did imagine. you hear them, sister? She had nothing more to say. They are going to eat them. That's mm-hmm. what they're planning on doing then. The boy then went to his brother and so this is
1: like a whole long con on the husband's part?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Just for two human?
0: Yeah, he's going to say right now. The boy went to his brother in law and asked him for the loan of an axe and an adze. Again, that mm-hmm. special it's just axe. Just
1: like from Inuit tales.
0: Yeah. The man, as he appeared to be, who had no notion that he was detected and every reason to show himself good natured, consented at once and watched him going off into the bush, well pleased that the child should amuse himself. So, there you go. He was Long like, here, Kong.
1: kid, take an axe.
0: He also spent several months at her parents' house, working in the garden and shit.
1: Yeah, what's the significance of that? They did specifically mention that he spent that time solely in the garden.
0: Well, they said that was the tradition of the place, was that they were supposed to work for the parents Mm. of the bride. Okay. Once they got married. It's like a custom.
1: This is a lot of work. Like, what is... What's the business model of this group of hyenas? Do they have, like, agents out in the field at all times working these cons? Because... If it's all riding solely on the back of this one dude who went and conned this lady, they're waiting an awful long time for two, two human meats.
0: Yeah, and they were just going to have one, so... Not sure. I don't
1: think it's a good business model.
0: Maybe hyenas just like the long con, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, they are the Loki of animals.
0: <laughs> the little brother soon found and cut down a tree such as he needed, and then began to shape a thing which he called a nuguli, something in the nature of a small boat. When he had finished it, he got into it and sang, My boat, swing, swing. I don't know. As you do. That's not much to make a tune out of, but there you go. And the naguli began to rise up from the earth. As he went on singing, it rose higher and higher. My
1: boat, swing, swing. Yeah, it's like how when I get on... When, I, when Tucker boards his motorcycle, he goes, My bike, boom, boom.
0: Just vroom, like sw- No,
1: boom, boom. Because swing, swing doesn't make any sense with, with a boat. <laughs> so you just got to say it like, my bike! Punch, punch!
0: <laughs> it's a translation. Uh-huh,
1: I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure.
0: As he went on singing, it rose higher and higher, till it floated above the tops of the tallest trees. Gotta get higher and higher. The hyena villagers... Hyena villagers...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maddie has just become sudden onset drunk.
0: The hyena villagers all rushed out to gaze at this wonder, and the boy's sister came with them. Then he sang once more, My boat, come down! Swing, down, swing. Dee, Dee come down! Swing, swing and it floated gently to the, down to the ground. Oh. The people were delighted, and cried out to him to go up again. He made some excuse for a little delay, and whispered to his sister to get her bundle, which no doubt she had ready. And had some in.
1: kind of bullshit reason not to.
0: She did so, and when both were safely stowed, he sang his first song once more. Again the vessel rose, and this time did not come down again. The spectators, after waiting in vain, began to suspect that their prey was escaping, and shouted to the boy to come back. But no attention was paid to them, and the niguli quickly passed out of sight. "'Before the day was out, they found themselves above the courtyard of their home, "'and the boys sang the words which caused them to descend, "'so that they alighted on their mother's grain mortar. "'The whole family came running out and overwhelmed them with questions. "'The girl could not speak for crying with joy and relief, "'and her brother told the whole story, winding up with, "'Look here, sister, you thought I was no good because I had sore eyes.' But who was it who heard them sing? What does that mean? Let us eat her, and who told you about it? The parents, too, while praising the boy, did not fail to pour out the moral for the benefit of their foolish daughter, who, some say, had to remain unmarried to the end of her days.
1: Weird, weird ending note. I'm, there's a <laughs> lot in there that I feel like I need to, like, cultural context to understand.
0: It's an interesting one, right?
1: It is very. So we made a, we made a flying boat. Yeah. Okay. He must
0: be like a wizard or something.
1: Yeah, I guess he was a doctor. So yeah, he could have been a doctor. This is probably where Doctor Who. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Like the fact that they landed on their mother's like mill or grain mill. That seems like such a very specific detail to include, <laughs> which I I hit a lot in these episodes where I mentioned like that's an interesting point to make, because m- the majority of the tale is so generalized. Mm-hmm. So when they say something like that, it's like how did that survive the percolation of oral tradition like how did that detail make it in
0: i don't know throughout time
1: and then the sore eyes thing i'm wondering if that like
0: also means something who
1: knows that could be anything it doesn't necessarily mean a disease doesn't necessarily mean an injury it could be like depression that could be a you know who knows what that translation is Mm. sore eyes could be like anxiety (laughs) neurosis
0: Okay, do you want to do snake man or lion marriage? I'll
1: take snake man.
0: Snake man. So, this is Gihilihili, the snake man, from the Tutsi people in Rwanda. There was once a middle-aged woman living in a small village who for many years had tried to conceive a child. At last, when she had almost abandoned all hope, she discovered she was pregnant. The news filled her with great joy and she longed for the day when she could sit proudly amongst the other women holding her newborn infant in her arms. But when the nine months passed, and the time arrived for the woman to deliver her child, there was no sign of it emerging, and for several more years the infant remained within her womb, refusing to show itself. Eventually, however, the woman began to suffer labor pains, and was taken to her bed where she gave birth after a long and painful ordeal. She was surprised that her husband did not bring the infant to her, and when she looked in his direction, she saw his eyes were filled with horror. Then she searched for the child, but no child lay on the bed. Instead, she saw a long, thick-necked snake coiled Ooh. up beside her.
1: A real girthy bastard.
0: He's a body warm and glistening.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Its head
0: lifted affectionately towards her. Aww.
1: Fuck me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Suddenly, her husband grabbed hold of a shovel from a corner of the hut and began striking the snake furiously.
1: Hmm. But the woman cried <laughs> out for him the to stop does. at
0: once. Do not harm the creature, she pleaded. Treat it with respect and gentleness. No matter what you may think of it, the Uh, snake is still the fruit of my womb. The man lowered the shovel and went outdoors. Soon he returned to the hut accompanied by a group of village elders. They gathered around the bed and began to examine the snake more closely.
1: Took a shovel to her baby snake.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a probably human reaction. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fucking snake, oh my god.
1: Yeah, Uh, I wouldn't initially just... Jump to, well, you created that. I'd be like, how long is that fucking snake been? In? <laughs> and it needs to die right now.
0: I think because he watched it come out of the womb, which is probably also a horror show.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's upsetting. <laughs> it's upsetting That's upsetting about. to think about. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Normal birth is already really upsetting.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Though, I mean, all right, I'm not going to do it, but pros and cons lists of which one would be more upsetting to witness think the the snake birth has less cons in it it's, well, it's not going to be as messy
0: it's long and painful or ordeal is what they said but also i feel like the width of it might be like less painful oh yeah overall. i don't think it's
1: going to be as gruesome or painful for the the birther
0: but they said long and painful or ordeal so i don't know i don't know if you can have a easy birth some people apparently do <laughs> but i've never they brought the village elders around they gathered around the bed and began to examine the snake more closely. <coughs> at length... A of
1: old men poking a bed snake. That's great.
0: At length, the wisest among them spoke to the husband and wife. We have no reason to treat this creature unkindly, he told them. Take it to the forest and build a house for it there. Let it be free to do as it pleases. Let it grow to maturity, unharmed, so that it may shed its skin in the normal way. The husband carried the snake to the heart of the forest and left it there as the elders had ordered him. Making certain that it had a comfortable home to live in and a plentiful supply of food to survive on. The years passed by quickly, and the snake grew to an impressive size, ready for the day when its old skin would be replaced by a new one. And as it wandered deeper into the forest, the most wonderful transformation began to occur. The old skin started to shrink away to reveal a young man, tall, strong, and handsome. The young man stood up and glanced around him. Then, lifting the snake skin from the ground, he took a deep breath and followed the path through the forest back towards his parents' house. Both the mother and father were overjoyed to discover that the snake creature they had abandoned so many years before turned into a
1: hot hunk
0: and, ch- and changed into such a fine and handsome youth.
1: It's Chris Evans! <laughs> that snake was Chris Evans this whole time!
0: All the other members of the family were invited to assemble at the hut to Come look at our hunk, their beautiful son and had a great feast to welcome him into the community. After their son had been with them for several weeks, the father sat down with him one evening to discuss who would make the best wife for him. I have already chosen the daughter of Buenge to be my wife, the young man told his father. Even while I crawled on my belly through the forest, I knew I would one day marry her. Each time she came to gather wood, I sat and watched, and my love went out to her. Each time she came to get water, my love went out to her.
1: A little creepy, son, but sure, why not? It Let's a snake. It.
0: Each time she came to cut grass for the young cattle, my love went out to her. You are not rich enough for such a match, your father replied.
1: That's your one concern? His father
0: replied. We are poor people, and she is the daughter of a noble chief. But the son said nothing further on the subject, and called for a great fire to be made. As soon as the flames had grown quite tall, he cast the snake skin which had once covered his body into the center of the fire, calling for his father and mother to keep a careful watch on it. They looked on in amazement, as the skin crackled noisily and transformed itself into an array of valuable objects. Cattle, sheep, and foals. Fowls? Cattle, sheep, and fowls began to leap from the flames.
1: Fowls like chickens?
0: Drums, calabashes, and churns began to appear,
1: together with all other kinds
0: of wealthy possessions.
1: Calabash is a word that I fear is on the verge of extinction. I don't think calabash... It's like a kind of food. Yeah, I know. And I don't... Is it? I thought it was like a tool.
0: No, it's like a big squash fruit thing. Really? Yeah. From the Mayan hero twins thing, mm-hmm. that one guy's head turned into a calabash on a calabash tree. Do you remember that?
1: I do recall that.
0: Calabash is the term used for artifacts made from the hard shell of a fruit in the gourd family. Once the calabash is dried and hollowed out, it can be used for serving or storing food.
1: Yeah, so that's why I thought it was like a bowl.
0: It can also be used as an ink pot, cosmetic container and by market women as a money box. So we're both right.
1: Yeah, okay, so <laughs> it's similar to a cornucopia. Which also has two different meanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As being, like, a thing for holding old-timey fruit yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, th- and a v- varied amount of things. It was
0: a fruit that holds stuff okay. once you dry it out and hollow it's it just out. just
1: like cornucopia. Wow, the more you know more about you know. stupid words. Calabash. Calabash. Also, you know what else was on the outs? Mm. Tabernacle.
0: Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. Drums, calabashes, <coughs> and churns began to appear together with all other kinds of wealthy possessions. Next morning, the father and his son went in search of the daughter of (laughs) (laughs) Wenge. And presented to the chief a selection of these goods. The chief was more than satisfied by all that he saw and arranged for his daughter to be married immediately. The young man led his new wife back to his village where he made a home for them both. They were very happy together and lived a long and fruitful life, enriched by the birth of many healthy children.
1: Son, son, I just thank you so much for this. JPEG of this grumpy monkey that you got me from that fire. This is going to be worth so much ethereum someday. Thanks, kid.
0: The snake man grew old among the people who came to regard him as a man of profound wisdom and courage. Wherever there was trouble, they turned to him for advice. And even after he died, his words lived on in their memory, and they often recounted the story of his birth, mindful of what he had told them. Never allow
1: yourself to be destroyed. The worst part of his life, his horribly upsetting birth, is the thing that they recounted for generations after. Never Remember allow- when that <laughs> your father almost killed you with a shovel? He was so upset by the way you were born, specifically how you came to be in this world. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: He says, "Here's some good advice for the end. Here, never allow yourself to be destroyed by misfortune." He had said, "Never despair of yourself or of others, and above all, never condemn a person for his appearance."
1: Well, that's good shit. It's a good moral. It's good.
0: Let's see how long this lion story is. Oh, it's good. It's good. Let's do it.
1: It's good. It's proof. Proof. Proof, oh, baddie.
0: This is the girl who married a lion.
1: Not funny.
0: <laughs> From the Lamba people, Southern Africa. A lion went to a village of human beings and married.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, it didn't.
0: And people thought that maybe it was but a man and not a wild creature. In due course, the couple had a child. Sometime after this, Why? The husband... Why
1: did they think that? What because qualities did this lion possess?
0: He was in human form and did human stuff.
1: Like how our cat thinks he's people? I've never <laughs> once stopped and thought for a moment, sincerely, maybe he's person.
0: Well, this is half animal, so this transformed into man. Lion. You know? this is different. And can have a marriage, apparently. Sometime after this, the child, the husband proposed that they should visit his parents, and they set out. Accompanied by the wife's brother.
1: Once again, the animal wanted to go visit uh, its yeah, people, uh-huh. like the hyena story.
0: In several parallel stories, a younger brother or sister of the bride desires to go with her, and when she refuses to follow the party by stealth, but there is no indication of this here.
1: So it's just a solo venture. Uh, the brother, the
0: wife's brother, comes.
1: Oh, so uh, yeah, time. there is another on. Mm-hmm. Does he have sore eyes?
0: <laughs> no, he's just chilling. At the end of the first day's journey, they all camped in the forest, and the husband cut down thorn bushes and made a crawl. Uh, Mutanda. Yep. After which he went away, saying that he was going to catch some fish in the river.
1: Which is ironic because those are constructed to keep lions out. So that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. When he was gone, his the brother said to his sister, he has built this crawl very badly.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's that's like a, a part of the story. And he to, took his to, axe. For listeners, if anyone doesn't know what they're describing there, it's traditionally, like, it's like a small wall made of like Thornbrush surrounds small encampments or villages in order to keep predators out in the evening time.
0: The brother-in-law, sorry, the wife's brother, took his axe and cut down many branches, with which to strengthen the weak places. Meanwhile, the husband had gone to seek out his lion relations, and when they asked him, How many animals have you killed? He replied, Two and a young one. So that's like he's saying the two adults and the child. When darkness fell, he had become a huge male lion and led the whole clan, with a contingent of hyenas, to attack his camp.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Those inside heard the stealthy footfalls and sat listening. The lions hurled themselves on the barrier, trying to break through, but it was too strong, and they fell back, wounded with thorns.
1: They went and re-upped it?
0: Mm-hmm. He who by day had been the husband growled, M. <laughs> and the baby inside he the crowd He growled crawled, what? M. It's just M with an ellipse.
1: It's probably M, mm, Maddie.
0: <laughs> and the baby inside the crawl responded with, <laughs>
1: then the mother sang getting into it
0: the child has bothered me with crying watch the dance walk with the stoop watch the dance
1: come on hit the rhythm watch the dance walk with the stoop man watch the dance
0: that's good good job i'm not good at making up music at all it's not a gift of mine the lion's father quite disgusted said you have brought us to a man who has built a strong crawl we cannot eat him and his day was beginning yeah, to Yeah, you break.
1: jabroni. What the fuck you thinking, little lion man?
0: <laughs> and they all retired to the forest.
1: He said this was going to be easy. I guess he was lying.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> it was better that time for some reason.
0: When it was light, the husband came back with his fish and said that he had been detained, adding, you were nearly eaten, meaning that his absence had left them exposed to danger. It seems to be implied that the others were taken in by his excuses, but the brother, at any rate, must have had his suspicions. When the husband had gone off again, ostensibly to fish, he said, See, it was that husband of yours who wanted to eat us last night.
1: Also, (laughs) I, I have to point that out. The inclusion of ostensibly screams to me that some people have fucking fought hard. About what he did there in this at this point in the story in the past, like in the oral tradition, someone's just like, No, he fucking went to cook. And it's like, Bullshit, he was making a basket. And it was like, Fuck, and he was fishing. And So, whoever was taking this one down was just like, Yo, I'm just gonna try to be as diplomatic as I can be. Ostensibly fishing. Can we all agree? It's a, maybe fishing, sure. As long as you don't say he was definitely fucking fishing because he wasn't. Yeah. Someone was upset.
0: So, he went and walked about, thinking over the position. Presently, he saw the head of a gnome. Sorry? Chakulu.
1: That's a gnome?
0: Yeah, a We're in gnome territory now? ...from a deft in a tree. It asked him why he had come, and on being told said, You are already done for. Your brother-in-law is an ogre that has finished off all the people in this district. The creature then asked him to sweep out the midden inside his house, and after he had done so, told him to cut down a tree which it then hollowed out and made into a drum, stretching two prepared skins over the ends. It then slung the drum around the man's waist and said, Do as if you were going to do this, that is, raise himself from the ground. And behold, he found himself rising in the air and reached the top of a tree. The gnome told him to jump down, and he did so quite easily.
1: Yeah, so you fun. got a magic drum from the gnome. This seems like, it definitely <laughs> so just cool. seems like a mutation <laughs> of the, the story you told about the hyenas.
0: Yeah, it's like, another it, variation, it, it, I think. Yeah, it has Cause to Because the Hyena Bridegroom one is right after it.
1: Okay. Yeah, but it's it, from
0: Mawali, and this one's from uh, Rwanda.
1: No, that, Rwanda but. was the last one. This one's.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, it, it just has to be a mutation of that same or- original story.
0: Mm hmm. Then it said, Put your sister in the drum and go home. So he called her, and having her stowed in it with a baby, rose up and sat in the tree chop, where he began to beat the drum. The lion, hearing the sound, followed it, and when he saw the young man in the tree, said, Brother-in-law just beat a little, so the man beat the drum and sang. Boom, boom, sounds the little drum. Off the sounding drum, sounds the little drum. Ogre dance, sounds the little drum. Off the sounding drum, sounds the little drum. That was, that was slightly a beat. Good. You did it. It was terrible.
1: You, went, you, went, you got into it, though. I appreciate that. it's like the boat with the swing, swing. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, once again, the song's not... I mean, the song is more fleshed out than I'm in a boat, swing, swing, but... <laughs>
0: The lion began to dance, and the skins he was wearing fell off and were blown away by the wind, so he had to go back and pick them up. Meanwhile, the drum carried the fugitives on, and the lion pursued them as soon as he had recovered his skins. Having overtaken them, he called back into the tree, Brother-in-law, show me my child, and the following dialogue took place. What, you lion, am I going to show you a relation of mine? Would I eat my child? Conveniently ignoring the fact that he himself announced the killing of the young one. How about the night you came? You would have eaten us! Again, the brother-in-law beat the drum, and the lion danced, apparently unable to help himself.
1: You can't. When you hear a good drum beat, <laughs> you, you gotta get up and jiggy.
0: And as before, lost his skins, stopped to pick him up, and began the chase again, while the man went springing along the treetops like a monkey. At last, he reached his own village, and his mother saw, as it were, a swallow settle in the courtyard of his home.
1: So, as it were, a swallow settle in the courtyard of his home.
0: Okay. She said, "Well, I never." Greeting, yeah, so my child. You
1: know this is fucking translated by a British person. <laughs> well, I never. Or there, other southern. Or they're southern. Yeah. Well, I never.
0: And asked where his sister was. He frightened her at first by telling her that she had been eaten by her husband, who was really a lion. But afterwards, relented and told her to open the drum.
1: Part of the deal, right there. Yeah. Why
0: would he do that?
1: <laughs> her Art daughter came
0: out with a baby, safe and sound, and the mother said, praising her son, "You have grown up. You have saved your sister." She gave him five oh. enslaved girls. Huh. That's okay. That's
1: hor- just throw you. That just in have there. those in the pantry.
0: I mean, so yeah, <sighs> slavery ex- has of existed course. in all parts of the world, but it's, yeah, that just seems like a weird thing to put in here. Okay, the lion had kept up the pursuit and reached the outskirts of the village, but finding that his intended victims were safe in the stockade, gave up and returned to the forest. The end. <laughs> See I only had a little bit left <laughs>
1: God Damn it Ends like a fucking Frank Herbert book
0: <laughs> Okay the last one we got is Morongo the snake back to a snake One more snake
1: Alright just like bookending this whole episode with snakes Yeah we All did right.
0: like Snake, hyena Snake, lion, snake
1: Yeah That was what we've done <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so here we go. Mokete was the chief's daughter, but she was also beautiful beyond all the daughters of her father's house.
1: I know what you're thinking. Just because she's the chief's daughter, she's ugly as shit. But no, she's actually beautiful.
0: She's also the most beautiful of all the daughters.
1: Yeah, I you know, I know, I know. They're usually ugly as fuck when they're the chief's daughter, but not this one.
0: And Morongo the Brave and Tao the Lion both desired to possess her. But Tao found not favor in the eyes of her parents.
1: Morongo the Brave and Tao the Lion, yeah?
0: Both desired to possess her.
1: They're both people? I or is bet. the lion like a title or is the lion like because he's a lion? Not sure. Okay. Like a flur- or is it? Yeah, it's a flourish. Like Henry but the Great.
0: But Tao found not favor in the eyes of her parents. Neither desired she to be his wife. Whereas Morongo was rich and the son of a great chief, upon him was Mokote bestowed in marriage.
1: Presumably ugly as the son of a great chief.
0: But Tao swore by all the evil spirits that their happiness should not long continue, and he called to his aid the old witch doctor, whose power was greater than the tongue of man could tell. And one day Morongo walked down to the water and was seen no more. Mokete wept and mourned for her brave young husband, to whom she had been wedded but ten short moons, but Tao rejoiced greatly. When two more moons had waned, a son was born to Mokote, to whom she gave the name Sitze.
1: A two-month conception?
0: Which means sadness. Well, moons. So ten short moons, ten short months. Oh. Two months later, child ten was born. short
1: moons, yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, moon yeah. cycle.
1: Word. Oh, yeah. I
0: I, I yeah. The child grew and throve, and the years passed by, but brought no news of Morongo. One day, when Sitze was nearly seven years old, he cried unto his mother, saying, Mother, how is it that I have never seen my father? My companions see and know their fathers and love them, but I alone know not the face of my father. I alone have not a father's protecting love. My son, replied his mother. A father you have never known, for the evil spirits carried him from amongst us before you were ever born. She then related to him all that had happened. From that day, Tse played no more with the other boys, but wandered about from one pool of water to another, asking the frogs to tell him of his father.
1: Yeah, frogs tend to have that info.
0: Now the custom of the Basuto, when anyone falls into the water and is not found, is to drive cattle into the place where the person is supposed to have fallen, as that. They will bring him out. Many cattle had been driven into the different pools of water near Morongo's village, but as they had failed to bring his father, Tsetse knew it was not much use looking near home. Accordingly, one day he went to a large pond a long distance off, and there he asked the frogs to help him in his search. One old frog hopped close to the child and said, You will find your father, my son, when you have walked to the edge of the world and taken a leap into the waters beneath.
1: That's your frog voice.
0: But he is no longer as you are, nor does he know of your existence. That's a you know, a wise prog. I'm Not gonna
1: put a croak into it?
0: <laughs> croak.
1: I'm not gonna do do a Kermit? I don't know how to Kermit. Oh I guess I don't either. <laughs> 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 I was about to dive into Yoda.
0: <sighs> okay. This, at last, was the information Suze had longed for, for now he could begin his search in real earnest. For many days he walked on and ever on. At length, one day, just as the sun was setting, he saw before him a large sea of water of many beautiful colors. Stepping into it, he began to ask the same question, but at every word he uttered, the sea rose up, until at length it covered his head, and he began falling, falling through the deep sea. Suddenly he found himself upon dry ground and upon looking round, he saw flocks and herds, flowers and fruit, on every side. At first, he was too much astonished to speak, but after a little while, he went up to one of the herd boys and asked him if he had ever seen Seeds' father. The herd boy told him many strangers had visited that place, and he had better see the chief, who would be able to answer his question.
1: Pump the berks real quick. So he just fell through an, a, a sea portal? That's right. Okay. Just making sure... I...
0: Like the frog said. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is like the frog said. That's true, okay.
0: When Cizze had told his story to the chief, the old man knew at once the great snake which dwelt in their midst must be the child's father. So, bidding the boy to remain and rest, he went off to consult with the snake as to how they should tell Cizze the truth without frightening him. But as they talked, Cizze ran up to him, and seeing the snake, at once embraced it, for he knew it was his father. Then there was great joy in the heart of Morongo.
1: Just saw that in those snakes' eyes. That's my pop, pop there.
0: Yeah, Morongo his father, the snake.
1: Give me those pop-up kisses.
0: For he knew that by his son's aid, he should be able to overcome his enemy and return at length to his wife and home.
1: He, have an, he has an enemy.
0: Tao the lion. The oh, person that, would be yeah, a snake.
1: That one. <laughs> Tao the lion that might be a person, might be a lion. He's lion probably another
0: tile. half-human person.
1: Yeah. What do you What do you think his other half is? Lion. Yeah, that's a good guess. <laughs> I going to say hippo.
0: So he told Tsitsé how Tao had persuaded the old witch doctor to turn him into a snake and banish him to this world below the earth. Soon afterwards, Tsitsé returned to his home, but he was no longer a child, but a noble youth, with a brave, straight look that made the wicked afraid. It's the day, man. Very gently, he told his mother all that had happened to him, and how eager his father was to return home. Mukete re- consulted an old doctor who lived in the mountain alone who told her she must get Tsitsé to bring his father to the village in the brightness of the daytime, but that he must be so surrounded by his followers from the land beyond that none of his own people would be able to see him. Quickly the news spread throughout the village that Morongo had been found by a son and was returning to his people. You must remember he was a chief son before. Morongo.
1: Yeah, chief son, I
0: At length, Tsitsé was seen approaching with a great crowd of followers while behind them came all cattle which had been driven into the pools to seek Morongo.
1: <laughs> Just butt-tons of wet cows.
0: <laughs> As they approached Mukete's house, the door opened and the old doctor stood upon the threshold. Making a sign to command silence, he said, My children, many years ago your chief received a grievous wrong at the hand of his enemy, and was turned into a snake. But by the love and faithfulness of his son, he is restored to you this day and the wiles of his enemy are made of no account. Cover then your eyes, my children, lest the evil eye afflict you. He then bade the snake, which was in the center of the crowd of cows, enter the hut, upon which he shut the door and set fire to the hut. The people, when they saw the flames, cried out in horror, but the old doctor bade them to be still, for that no harm would come to their chief, but rather a great good. When everything was completely burnt, the doctor took from the middle of the ruins a large burnt ball. He threw this into the pool nearby, and lo, from the water up rose Morongo, clad in a cross.
1: Okay, so it's the exact same thing as the first one.
0: The beauty of which was beyond all words, and carrying in his hand a stick of shining black, like none seen on this earth before, in beauty or color or shape.
1: It's vibrant.
0: Thus, <laughs> thus was the spell broken, through the devotion of a true son, and peace and happiness restored, not only to Makote's heart, but to the whole village.
1: Interesting. So, all three snake stories involved burning either the entirety of the snake or parts of the snake. Yeah. Why? So, Why?
0: I don't know. It's, it's like really trans- interesting. It's right? like, there's, it seems it's like, like burning sp- the outside to and it, then be resurrected by a pool of water. It's
1: a phoenix kind of story, yeah. but with snakes.
0: It's really cool. Interesting. There's also a snake transformation in the new Holly Black series, The Cruel Prince, mm-hmm. which is solved a different way than the burning and the pool which I won't spoil for people who want to read that, but it's very good.
1: And also, if you remember back in the story of the Phoenix in that Harry Potter book, there's also a snake and when that happens,
0: Man, they just cut that snake's head off, though. It's yeah, but there's a happens. snake there. I guess. Next
1: to a phoenix. Is this snake a snake? <gasps> it's mm. a basilisk. Yeah. It's not I'm quite trying- a
0: snake. Um, how did you like the snake stories plus hyena and lion?
1: They were highly erotic, and I enjoyed them immensely for it.
0: (laughs) Erotic how? Uh,
1: Snake imagery I tend to find to be extremely arousing.
0: Are you being serious right now? You tell me. I don't know. I feel like you're not being serious Mm. based on your face. Mm. Um, Well,
1: who can say? Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any insights, questions, comments, or grievances to air with us,
0: Or really helpful corrections of pronunciations. I will practice them and re-say them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll do an apology tour.
0: They didn't have pronunciation guides in this book. I did look, so.
1: (laughs) Didn't look that hard.
0: Also, it might be, like, because they're all from different areas, the pronunciation is probably different anyway. For
1: each story. Yeah, Yeah,
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. (laughs) But it would have been cool. Well.
1: Um, Also, feel free to write in and tell us about how much you enjoyed Maddie's frog voice, our songs, our singing, and our character work this week.
0: What should they email to?
1: You should do addstoryteller at gmail.com.
0: addstoryteller at gmail. We love to get emails. Also, if you want to support our podcast, you can do that through the link in the description on Spotify. Or you could go to our website
1: and... If you want to dox me, I'm on LinkedIn. Find me there. (laughs) You can follow us on
0: Instagram. What's our Instagram, Tucker? Our
1: Instagram is ADD Storytelling Podcast.
0: Yeah. So follow us on Instagram if you want to see all the cool posts that Tucker does every week with a new photo.
1: Anyway, y'all, thank you so much for joining us.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. We had a good time this time.
1: Yeah. Um, As always, my name has been Jeff, and this has been Skylar. Uh, Thank you. And (laughs) we'll catch you next week.
0: Bye.